another edition of the Fish Cast. My name is Corey Long. I cover college football for WalterFootball.com. I am joined, as always, by the man, the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, Charles Fishbein. How you doing, Fish? Did you get that mock draft done? <laughs> you know, Walter. We're on, we're on our 2025 mock drafts at Walter Football. We don't stop. All right. mock draft all day. I'm about to do a mock of the new USFL draft. We just mock every football league. We do drafts. That's and, good. And, of course, we're also joined by Coach Chris Demarest, longtime defensive back, special teams coach for Florida State, North Carolina State, Hawaii, some other colleges out in the uh, Eastern Pacific. We don't know where we don't know where he's been. He's just been doing it for a long time. How you doing, Coach Demo? Corey, good to see you. And always a big day. As always, we have the most illustrious guest here on the Fish Cast. And today we are joined by Indiana football head coach Tom Allen. How are you doing, Coach Allen? Corey, I'm doing great, man. Great to be on your show. Great to have you. Great to have you. We were talking a little bit before the uh, before the taping. We all have met it. We've all crossed paths at some point in life. So this is going to be fun. I'm going I'm to start it off. We want to get a little bit of your history. Now, you moved to Florida in 1991-92, uh, and you started your coaching career at a Temple Heights Christian School out in Tampa. You were there as an assistant, became the head coach. And eventually you went over to Armwood High School and to Sean Callahan, where you were part of the first team to go to the playoffs in 1996. Now, Armwood was going to become one of the state's top programs under Callahan. And I'm just curious, what are those early experiences, both at Temple Heights and at Armwood? How did those help form you as a as a coach? Well, they were they were critical. You know, I, I moved straight down there. My wife and I, we got married right out of college. And uh, first job, I was 22 years old in 1992, moved to Tampa, Florida. And as you mentioned, I was assistant there at Temple Heights. I was actually head wrestling coach and assistant football and, and then became the head coach in my second year there. And so just was kind of forced into that uh, situation and just was really able to learn a lot of a lot of great things about how to how to motivate how to lead how to develop kids and and just to, to really be adaptive you know at that level and you know Temple Heights is a small school didn't have a lot of players and and had some good players but didn't have very big numbers and, and had a chance to lead them to their first uh, trip to the playoffs in, in I think 17 years and, and had a chance to build that and then from there Sean Callahan hired me as his defensive coordinator as you mentioned to Armwood and, and they'd never made the playoffs before when we first got there and by the second year, 96, we uh, made the playoffs and had a really good football team, but just had some great, uh, built some great relationships. You know, a guy like Mike Pearson played for us back at both places and went on to Florida and being an All-American there and in the NFL and, and they're still close to this day. And Jason Halsey, John Kelly, and, and those guys, Joey Jarena was our quarterback there at Armwood. Just uh, Derek Tyson played for us, his brother, Ryan, just on and on and on of just guys that, they had a chance to impact their lives when they were when they were young, and they've continued to be a part of my life throughout the, the, these many, many years. So definitely before it all began for me, got a lot of great roots there, a lot of great relationships, and that's really what it's all about. Coach Allen, you know, last year you guys had a great season. You know, you had your breakout campaign pretty much, one of them, uh, six and two. You guys went to the Outback Bowl. Um, the Hoosiers opened with an overtime win against Penn State, went on. Uh, you guys were ranked as high as ninth in the country. Great, amazing season. Uh, looking back on it now, what could you say about last season? Well, you know, what an amazing year, you know, for all of us in so many different ways. And, and uh, but just so proud of our team's perseverance and toughness through 
through all those crazy circumstances we had to put it put ourselves in just like everybody else did all the testing and all the protocols you had to follow but our team just really persevered through all that and got some big time wins you know teams we hadn't beaten in a long long time in michigan and and winning at michigan state and beating penn state as you mentioned there in overtime at home first you know top 10 win for for our program in a long long time and we did many things that even as back as far as 60 70 years they hadn't done some of those things that we were able to do this past season so it was a Definitely a breakthrough season for us on a national stage. And, and 2019 was a, was a great year for us as well to kind of set the stage for 2020, but we're able to, to take it to another level. And I, I just think it just showed what our program can become. You know, we obviously play in a very tough division. Uh, every single year, our schedules going to be ranked probably top 10, top five most difficult schedules in the country. And, and, and it's no different in 2021. But it was just a, a year where our, our players were able to just uh, be rewarded for coming to Indiana, believing in the vision for what we had built when we first got here in 2016 and, and having a chance to live that out on the field. So now we're just trying to build off of that momentum that we've had. And we've, we've had a ton of success recruiting the state of Florida. They've been a big part of our team, big part of our program, and they will be in the future. You know, I wanted to follow up that real quick before I know Demo's ready to jump in and ask you a question. <laughs> At a program like Indiana, it's been known as a basketball school it, you know, it was one of those schools that kind of like hasn't had a lot of success sure. as a, as a coach, how did you, how do you turn that mentality around? Because, you know, there's, there's that losing mentality. You got to go in there. You had a little success with coach Wilson before you got there uh, while you were on the uh, staff, but then you took it to another level. How did you get it to that point where you could win and make those guys, not only the players believe, but the fan base and everybody part of that program from everybody inside that organization as well. Yeah, I think it's been a it's been a process. You know, it didn't happen overnight. You know, like we've talked about from the very beginning, though, about uh, creating a different mindset in Indiana, and that to me was the key because I really believe that before there's a reality, there's a mentality, and I say that to our team all the time. And if we don't believe in ourselves, why should anybody else? But it starts in a, in, in the mindset. We had to change the mindset. We had to create. You know, I think our mindset's driven by our expectations and our beliefs. We had to change the expectations and create belief. And, and I felt like that, uh, you know, we had been a program, as you mentioned, it's as known if you, when you say Indiana University, you always think of the basketball team, won five national championships and many, many, many Big Ten championships. But if we only had two football Big Ten championships in our program's history. And the last one was 1967. I wasn't even born yet, you know. So you're talking about a, a, a whole time period that our, our players don't even know. And in their lifetime, they had not seen Indiana football be, be successful. And so we had to really just dive into, you know, setting up these things we thought we could do, put them out there, and then go find players that, that believe we could do it. And, and honestly, we had to really expand our net. That's where the whole recruiting into Florida became such a big deal. I had connections there, yes, a lot of great players there. That's the number two thing. But also, those players were excited about coming to Indiana and helping us do something that hadn't happened in a long, long time. And, and really, if you, when you look at our, our program, the last time we did things on the national stage was really the, the, the mid uh, to late 80s and early mid 90s, you know, and that was really kind of 1996 is kind of the last time we did something. And like even in 2019, everything we did was like, well, first time since, you know, 95 or 96, those, those seasons, maybe 93, as you get into that kind of time period. So you just have to basically create a culture of expectations and beliefs. And you got to go find coaches and players that believe you can do it in Indiana because some people didn't believe, and you know what? They didn't come, and that's fine. And But I wanted to find coaches and players, and I wanted to have a team full of individuals that believed we could do it. 
Coach, I really appreciate you coming on. I know uh, your time is very valuable, especially as a head coach. You know, me being an ex-coach, I, I understand the, the, the time value of it. Uh, I love your passion and energy, and I know, I know why kids want to play for you. There's no doubt about it. You show that passion and energy. Kids get absorbed by that. They sponge it up. Yeah. Um, I have a little history with Indiana. I was at NC State, and we had played them at the time. In the early 2000, 2001, as a matter of fact, Antoine Randall-L was the quarterback. And uh, Philip Rivers was our quarterback. Uh, but I remember sitting up in the stadium, looking around and saying, man, this place really has a lot of potential. And this was in the early 2000s. So can you fill us in what has happened since then as far as facilities and upgrades and things that you guys have done? And then moving forward, is there things in the future that you guys will do to continue to track those recruits to Indiana uh, with your facilities? Absolutely. You know, I think, Coach, I appreciate what you said. And I, I agree with you. I, I always felt that way about Indiana, you know, that we had so much potential. Matter of fact, when when I got the, the phone call from Kevin Wilson to, to come and consider being the D.C. there, um, you know, he really was trying to sell me on all that. And I got on the phone with Fred Glass, who was the athletic director at the time, just recently retired. And, and he went with me and just shared his vision for the facilities of our program, because I felt like there was so much potential as well. But you got to invest. You know, I always, and I, and I said this very openly, honestly, you know, to, to Mr. Bass and, and the, the, hey, I always felt like that Indiana, you know, loved basketball, but liked football. And I said, we got to invest in, in football at the level that we love it. And, and that's just, it's just ground level. And, and he, he basically shared with me his vision. I'll tell you what, he's done everything he said he would do. And, and I, and I believed him and I did. And he, and so I came here as a defensive coordinator and, and I saw that, that we could become these certain things. And I became the head coach. And so we built the, the South end zone, which was a huge part of enclosing the stadium. It takes it have a completely different feel now than it did, you know, several years ago. And then we got a brand new multi-million dollar locker room. It's as good as any you're going to walk into, you know, in, in the big 10. And we got a beautiful weight room and then all the different facilities that they basically re you know, just did all the new graphics and all the football areas. And so it was just a complete investment in football and the investment in the coaches, okay, and the coaches' contracts and the assistants and, and, and the head coaches' contract, things that they had never done in the history of Indiana football. And so to me, those were foundational. And, and so it was me believing in the administration that they were going to do what they said they were going to do, and they did. And then now that I've been here, we continue to grow and build and I'm talking about doing things, you know, in terms of expansion of the weight room and, uh, you know, being able to renovate our, our indoor is all different things we got to do to continue to you know, not be satisfied with making progress, but continue to grow and build. Because, as you know, at this level, it's it's always constantly changing and you got to be able to be showing the recruits and their families that football is important. You're going to invest in it and therefore they're going to put money in, into that program. Coach, I want to. Get a little bit more in your history because I think it's just an amazing story of, uh, you know, really a great story of just a coach that just rose up from, you know, rose up and took all the right steps to get where you are today. After you after you left Armwood, you went back to Indiana. You spent a decade in the Indiana coaching Indiana high schools. Your first job in college was 2007 in Wabash at Wabash, and then you know went to Lamb University in Tennessee in 08 and met Hugh Freeze. And you, set, you went to Hugh Freeze with one went to Arkansas State, and you went to an Ole Miss where you helped kind of develop that land charts uh, defense that they're known for these days. Right. Then you came back to Florida, and you took your first defensive coordinator job at South Florida under Willie Taggart. What did you learn in that, in that kind of that seven, eight-year span, especially, you know, coaching under Freeze, coaching under Taggart? What were some of the things that you were, you were able to learn during that time? 
Well, you know, you're right. As you, as you go through the journey, it's been amazing. It really has. And, and I've been so blessed and, and had so many great opportunities. But, you know, it's not, you know, most head coaches in the Big Ten didn't start at Temple Heights. You know, didn't coach Division Three, didn't coach NAI and, and all the different levels. As a matter of fact, I've coached every level of college except for junior college, you know. And so it's been an unbelievable time, you know. And I, I never really thought it would kind of play out like this. I just, you know, I was at high school. I had a dream to coach college. And, and uh, but that's, you know, I knew a bunch of college coaches, but knowing guys and them hiring you is two different things, right? And so, I mean, I just had to be able to, you know, go where I got an opportunity. And uh, Chris Craig provided that at, at Wabash and started at Division three level and then worked for him again at Drake after Lambeth for a couple of years. But the Hugh Freeze connection was ended up being a big deal, you know, because obviously he was coming from the SEC as an assistant at Ole Miss. We took the job at Lambeth. I was his defensive coordinator for two years. He went on to be the OC at uh, Arkansas State when I went to be the DC at Drake for one season. And when he got the head job at Arkansas State, he brought me back. But there was a key addition there, and that was Dave Womack. And so he was our defensive coordinator at Arkansas State. And we got together there. Well, then we all went together to, to Ole Miss. And he was our defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. And I learned his system. And that's really where the defense we're running today is the same system that we ran all the way back at Arkansas State. And we, we refined it. At, uh, at Ole Miss. And then I just wanted to be a defense coordinator again. And so that's when I left Ole Miss after three seasons there. We had the number one defense in the SEC, number one defense in the country that after that last season there in 2014. And I went on to, to South Florida as defensive coordinator. And so you talk about what I learned. Well, that's really where I felt like I learned to be a Big Ten SEC Division One defensive coordinator. And it started at Arkansas State, learning that system, because I was always a 4-3 guy at, at, at Lambeth. And then as we started, you know, the offenses were changing and everything had gotten faster and more tempo, more spread. Well, at the mid-major level, everybody's run spread offenses and tempo offenses. And so we had to, we adapted from the 4-3 and went to 4-2-5 at Arkansas State. Took that same defense to the SEC. Even if you were like, hey, can you run that in the SEC? Because there's a lot of, you still had, you know, LSU still go line up and run the I formation at times and honk it down your throat. Alabama back then was even doing that same thing when I first got there. And so, but then you also had Texas AM and Johnny Menzel running, you know, fast tempo spread offense. So we took that four, we adapted that four, two, five to that situation. That's why I knew we could run it in the Big Ten. So I leave, you know, uh, Ole Miss, go to, go to South Florida as the D.C. there and had a great chance to have some success there. And you know what? Willie was awesome to me. And I, and I really feel like the thing that he helped me was he just let me coach. He didn't uh, interfere with the defense, and he was in charge on the offense, just like who Hugh Freeze was. And, and so we just were able to just kind of shape it to the guys we had there at South Florida. But to me, it's just about, you know, getting a defensive system that was able to be highly effective at the highest level of college football. And that's just an aggressive, attacking, physical, play with energy, play with passion, tackle extremely well, fundamentally sound, and just play like your hair's on fire. And that's what I want our kids to do. You know, we call it about takeaways, tackling, and effort. And I coach with a ton of energy. I mean, I've, I've got teeth knocked out. I got bust my lip. <laughs> I got stitches in my head, in my chin. You know, I mean, black eyes along the way and, and just – just being out there with the guys and getting too aggressive into drills sometimes. And the man, the kids just take on that personality. And that just, I've always been that way. I coach that way in high school. I coach that way as an assistant and, I, and I'm the same way as a head coach. And so I, I just, that's what I believe. And so, but our guys and the thing that it just shaped was just 
learning how to be able to take the same principles of how you build a team, how you build a great defense in high school, adapt it to college. It's not a lot different. The scheme is obviously way more complicated, but the process and the team that you build and how you build a team, I don't think changes from high school to college. And I, I would say it's probably similar even beyond that. So, but to me, I just felt like that it was just so many awesome experiences. I learned how to recruit, learned how to build those relationships and, and be able to do a great job with those families and, and capture the hearts of those families so they can see themselves, see their child, you know, their son playing for you at the college level. So I could talk on and on and on about all that stuff, but say it's just a great experience. I learned so many great things and I've been around some really, really great coaches and I just try to you know, take a little bit from each guy and make it who I am. Which let me jump in. Your enthusiasm is contagious. It's contagious. I feel it. I, I want to come through the screen and play for you right now. And that's what it really takes at that level. You're exactly right. There's one thing you'll never have to convince me of is to recruit Florida. Never have to. I, I recruited my entire career. And what I found with the Florida kids is that when you get them and they trust and believe in you, they'll lay it out of the line for you. I'll be in a drill trying to teach them, coach, I got it. Coach, I got it. You know, I want to prove to you I got it. And that's just that's just my experience with the Florida kids. Not that you haven't done a great job in the surrounding states where you are in Indiana. How moving forward do you plan to continue? And what are your thoughts about Florida recruiting and how it's going to continue to help you at Indiana? Well, it's, it's huge for us. We have the, the most number of Florida players of any other Big Ten team in, in the whole conference. And so I don't see that changing. And I just know, and, and you said it, I mean, they have it. They have a special mentality, you know, they're, they're the toughness to them. They love football. They, they love to train. I mean, I, I we always, I always joke with our staff, say, guys, every time you talk to a Florida kid, he's either on his way to a workout, he's in a workout, or he just left the workout. You know, they're always doing something year round to get better. And, uh, you know, my son played down there and he had a great experience at Plant High School and the same thing it was just constant, you know, and like I said, so I've coached high school football there. I've coached college football there. And the thing that was really cool for me, I thought when I left the first time, as a high school coach, I was really connected in the Tampa Bay area. When I came back as the defense coordinator at South Florida, that's when I really got the chance to connect with the whole state and got into Miami and into Orlando and into the Panhandle and even into Jacksonville and just got a chance to really get in all the key pockets and meet more high school coaches and really in that. We did some, we did the traveling camps when I was with Willie uh, during the summertime. So I got to all those different pockets and we got on the bus and rode all these different. That's back when that's how you did your camps back then. So it was just a great chance for me to catch. So now when I came back as the, as the head coach from Indiana, I've got all those connections with the whole state. And so it, it's all about relationships. It's all about people trusting you. But I just love those Florida kids. And the, the <laughs> way that they love to compete and love to work. And, man, they'll hit you now. Physical kids. That, that they're not afraid of the weather. Or they'll train in the heat. They'll train in weather. Now, they may not love the cold. But, but I tell them, hey, this is my line for those guys. They got, what if the Green Bay Packers or the <laughs> New England Patriots draft you? You're going to say, no, I'm not going because it's going to be cold. Heck no, you're going to go there. So you know what? We're going to get you ready for the NFL and go get drafted by the Patriots. <laughs> Coach, your journey is special. And I think that's why you can appreciate as much as you do. Your journey is special. It really is. And you're so right. Coach, Al Coach yeah. Allen, I wanted to jump in. We kind of discussed this a little bit the other day. You know, not everybody likes to recruit the state of Florida. I know Demo, you know, that's why me and Demo have such a great relationship because I helped him at every school he was at. I mean, I, he was at Hawaii and we, I think he landed seven kids one year, you know, but they're, you know, they do bring a lot off the field. Like, you know, you got, you got to show them that love Demo. Like he said, a lot of coaches, they'll recruit a kid from Florida. Maybe they miss out on them and then they never want to come back. They paint this wide brush that every kid's the same. How do you find the right kids from down here? What do you do as part of your evaluation 
in finding the kids that fit what you want to do at Indiana? Well, I think uh, it all starts with relationships. You know, when the, when the high school coaches and, and the people in those areas that work with these young men, uh, when they know you well and they trust you, uh, they're going to tell you the truth. And so it's about asking the right questions. It's asking the right questions to those individuals and asking maybe the tough questions, you know, to those individuals. And then when you get to the, they'll, they'll direct you to the right guys. Because I was, you can see on film who can play. Well, then that's the next step is, okay, is this young man fit us? And so it's having people that you trust, that they know who you are, they know what you value, and they're going to help you get you to the right guys. And they'll say, hey, this is, now we're at a point where they're like, hey, this is, this is your kind of guy, you know? And so I know right away that we're going to be, have a chance to, and then, then I have to be able to be convinced of that myself and our coaching staff. And so once again, it's about asking the right questions because to me, it's about fit. And, and I got, we got a pretty, pretty clear picture of a, what a young man looks like that's going to have success at Indiana from, from the state of Florida. And, and when you have that clear picture of what it looks like, then you just go and you, you target those few kids and you just go after them full bore. And, and then you just try to you know, convince them that this could be a great place for them to be able to reach the goals that they have in their heart and that what they want to accomplish and what they want to be a part of as a family. So to me, it's, it's about the relationships. It's asking the right questions. And man, you got to recruit the family. And then as you get to know them and the people that are connected with him, no matter who that might be, and that's all part of the process is figuring out who the, the key people are that are going to help this young man make this decision. And then those people, as you get to know them, they're going to help tell you, hey, is he going to be a good fit with us as well? Because the things that they value when they align with what we value as a university and as a program, then we know we got a great fit. we got a great chance to have success when they get here. One of those Florida players you've recruited uh... – your quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., he's out of Tampa. I believe he went to Tampa Bay Tech High School. Uh, he had a tremendous season in 2020 that was unfortunately cut a little bit short by injury. Um, talk about, you know, his recruitment, just the, just watching him grow and develop and how just how special of a player he's been for you at this program. He's been amazing, you know, and uh, really thought he was going to be when we recruited him. He was committed to Tennessee uh, for a long time, actually. And then they had a coaching change and and uh, that gave us a chance to, to get in on him. And uh, Coach Sheridan, uh, who is now our offensive coordinator at the time, was our quarterback's coach and and uh, not our OC. And uh, he had had recruited him and got to know him when he was at Tennessee as well with Coach DeBoard. So that gave us a little bit of a history. And then obviously my history with the Tampa Bay area specifically, you know, we played our home games when I was at Temple Heights. We played our home games at Tampa Bay Tech. So I coached on uh, Michael Penix's home field, which is crazy to think about before he was even born, you know, so, but uh, pretty awesome connection. But, you know, just he and his mom came up here the very first time for his visit and uh, it just, it just clicked. You know, he felt at home. Uh, I felt very comfortable with him and his mom. You could just tell he was a special young man. He's kind of quiet, you know, but but once again, he fit with us. And, and the thing, he was just looking for an opportunity to be in a place that believed in him and would give him a chance to, to, to showcase his talents. And he has a, an unbelievable skill set uh, that uh, is just kind of um, hidden in this great looking body, but just a poised, confident, quiet kid that you could just tell had something special about him, you know, and, and he does have a ton of, 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 of core confidence to him, which is very, very, I think, ground level for a quarterback and being successful, especially at this level. So, you know, just kind of have a really, really great opportunity to bring him up here. And then, you know, I will say this, and his dad's been very transparent about, he wasn't real sure that he wanted his son going that far away, you know, and, and he it just, uh, but we eventually won him over and, and he got a chance to get up here and spend time with us. And we got to spend time with him. But and now we've got a great relationship with his mom and his dad. And and uh, but, you know, sometimes that distance is a little bit hard, you know, and you hate to see your son go that far away, maybe. And but at the same time, when they see that 
how he's going to be treated and, and the way he's now had a chance to, to showcase his talents here in the, on the national stage in the Big Ten, it's been pretty special. So uh, we're so excited to have uh, Michael for, for one more season here. He's going to graduate here and uh, I hope it's going to be and planning for it to be the best season he's ever had. Well, Coach, you know, one final question for me is, you know, you look at your history as your, co as your coaching career, starting at the high school level, working your way up through the D3 ranks. You know, to me, that is important in the recruiting side of it, you know, that you're showing recruits that, you know what, you don't have to go always to the best. You don't have to go to the top schools, whether it's Alabama or Ohio State, right out of high school or whatever to have success. How much of that, of what you've done through your career, having to grind your way all the way to the top, how much of an impact has that had not only recruiting, but also some of the coaches on your staff that, hey, listen, you don't have, you could start at the bottom and work your way all the way up to being a head coach one day? I think it proves a lot because I think it just shows when you have, you know, a certain recruit that has the core, you know, uh, talent to be able to, to be successful at this level, that the, the biggest key is his grit. You know, it's perseverance and passion towards a long-term goal. That's the definition we use for grit in our program. And it was our one word for 2019. We talk about it all the time. I think it's the one variable that's going to determine success in this life more than anything else. And so we, we, what we're looking for guys that have that grit. And like you said, they may not, you know, be a guy that's, you know, Mikey McFadden came here as not, it was us at Toledo. I mean, that's, that's, if he didn't come to Indiana, he was going to go to Toledo, you know, and, and it's just now he's first team, all big 10. He's all American last year as a junior in our program from, from Tampa Plant High School. So, you know, guys, like I could go on and on about guys on our team that are like that. And, and to be able to show guys that you can, if you have the work ethic and you got the toughness and you got the ability, you got to have, you got to have the talent. The players got to have talent. I get that. Okay. But I think it just shows them and it shows us. And I tell you what, it's also mindset changes. So I love hiring coaches that have done this. I, I like him. And we had uh, Kalen DeBort when I hired him, you know, this was his first power five Offensive coordinator job, you know, and 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 uh, he was at uh, you know Fresno State as OC, but before that he was at you know at a FCS level as a coordinator, and then before that he's at Division Two, you know, and and so it's just that to me, I love that journey because I love that perseverance. I I just think it just shows something about what's on the inside, because to me, what's on the inside is the critical piece to being able to allow a young man to be successful. Why? Because life's hard and things happen and difficulties are going to be faced in the recruiting process. You just get told a certain thing, but that's, that's always not the reality. Reality is when you go off to school somewhere, you know what, well, you may not play right away. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? You know, you may get injured. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? And so you, you get a chance to see, and that's why I like hiring coaches like that. That's why I want to see young men that have that desire to come here with that chip on their shoulder, something to prove. They want to come to Indiana and they want to build something special here and, 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 and be able to do two great things. And so I, I just want, guys that have that so yeah we talk about it all the time and I'm, as a matter of fact i show you here in my office i got the whole journey of every helmet in order to where i've been in my coaching career from from little division three wabash all the way up here to the big 10 and and i and i talk about that when i sit with my family the family's here in my office we talk about the the journey that we've been on and and so i just think that those things you just you know i'm i'm very proud of the fact that i was a longtime high school coach and i coached at the small college level and, and that just shaped me into who i am and so I just feel like that that's part of, you know, showing and convincing that I'm just a real person like them. And I just want to help them become great. Just like I had dreams and goals in my heart as well. Coach, I have one final question for you. Uh, throughout my career, whether it's been kids that I coached or kids that I recruited, I find them back being high school coaches. Mm -hmm. And I knew I got the right guys. Yeah. And do you find that now 
as, as you're going out recruiting that you're coming across some of the kids you either coached or recruited coaching high school football? Absolutely. And uh, because they love the game, you know, and that just shows you you had the right guys, like you said, because when you love the game, you want to be a part of the game and you want to give back to the game and you may whatever you might even be an official, you know, whatever you choose to do, but you're going to be a part of, of because it was so special to you. And it, it taught you so many great things. And my dad was my high school coach. And uh, that's a big reason why I'm coaching, you know, and just seeing, like you said, the players coming back and all the different connections and all the different people that I met along the way because of the connections with my dad and the people he influenced and had a chance to impact it in their lives as well. So it's just, uh, you're right. And I think that's a big part of, of what I do. You know, I, I just, I love being around this game and it's totally been an unbelievable part of my life. It's changed my whole trajectory of my life without question. And, and I feel really, really blessed to be a, been a part of it for all these years and so excited about the future we got going on here in Indiana. Hey, Coach, my final question is, I know you're, you're Indiana born. I, I know a lot of people from Indiana. It's a proud state and it's proud people that come from that state and love to represent that state. When you came to Indiana as a D.C. in 2016, on December 1st, Coach Wilson, he, Kevin Wilson unexpectedly resigned and you were promoted. And, you know, it was, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily the way things were, you necessarily thought things would happen, but after 25 years, not only were you going to be a head coach, but you were a head coach in a place that means everything to you. And, you know, we've seen a lot of your locker room speeches. They went viral on the internet. And, and it's clear that Indiana's in your blood. So one thing I remember about that day was all the love that you received from the players that were on the roster. They, they knew you were the right guy and all the love that you received in the community. Really just, what were your emotions that day? And just how much does that place, that home, that state mean to you? Well, you, you said it well. It means the world to me, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, being born and raised here, uh, coaching high school football here, my dad being a 30-plus year uh, high school coach himself, uh, just all the different connections. I have, uh, you know, my mom and dad both born and raised in Indiana. Um, I got so many family members here, uh, so many people that are my closest friends are from here. And uh, I just felt like that, uh, you know, it's really special to be able to be a head coach in the Big Ten in your home state is a pretty unbelievable opportunity. And so, but that was a bittersweet day now. I and mean, that was a tough, you know, I, I, I love and respect Coach Wilson. He brought me back home. He gave me the chance to be a Big Ten defensive coordinator. That was my first opportunity in my career to do that. And uh, it, was, it was a tough 24 hours. It was, a, it was a crazy 24 hours. I mean, it was something I didn't expect. I had no idea it was going to happen. And it just kind of, you know, but like, yeah, as you mentioned, the team just, they embraced it because I'd been with them for a whole year and they saw the change, you know, and you, you kind of look back at the recent history of Indiana. We, we've been really good on offense and had been good on offense. And you mentioned coach, when you were there at NC state, I mean, Randall L was in the, he was one of the best offensive players in the history of this conference, you know, and they, they always could score points from that time period all the way up till I got here, but we couldn't, we just had trouble stopping people, you know? And so, and that's a big reason why I got hired in 2016 was to be the defensive coordinator. So the very person who brought me here, you know, when he was, you know, let go that day, that that's tough, you know? And I just, you know, I went right from the, the team meeting with the players, that was hard, but it was also a great time for us to just start the healing process. And then I had to went right from there to the press conference. And it was kind of like, you couldn't really just, you kind of had to keep your emotions in check and, and I wanted to be so respectful. And so, you know, um, you know, just handle it the right way for, for coach Wilson's behalf. And so, cause I do, I, to this day, man, I appreciate him so much for what he did for me. So that was just a tough time. And then you had to basically say, okay, team, we got to, we had to go get ready for a bowl game. My first game I ever coached was a bowl game, you know, that's really an unusual dynamic of timing of taking over a program. So, 
but it was also a special time and I, I love that team and they're always going to be special to me and and uh, but, but the goal was to finish what that team started you know that coach Wilson was the head coach of that group of guys and I wanted we wanted to finish off we lost by you know one two, two points you know on a on a field goal at the end a really good Utah team you know they're out in California but but that was the beginning and, and that's where the whole breakthrough mantra came from and that became our a big battle cry to be able to create the change. But man, but to be able to do this in my home state, uh, it means so much. And it is, it's, it's personal. And this is my home. And you know, you get, you get one, you can have a second home, but you got one home, you know, and, and, and really Florida is my second home. I will say that very openly, honestly, but, but, but Indiana is my home. And, and I, uh, I'm 51 years old, you know, the grass didn't always greener other places. I've been in the SEC, I've been in the Big Ten, I've been across the country, different levels. And, and I know that it's about the people. And being in the right environment with the right people that are going to support you and give you the resource to be successful, you can't ask for more than that. And that's what Indiana is doing right now. And I love it. And I'm so fired up to be here. And I'm so excited about what we're building, the way we're building it, and what our future holds. Coach Allen, I know I'm probably going to be speaking for Demo and, and Corey in this. I've met you multiple times and we've had conversations. I never seen this side of you. I'm like jacked up. I am so jacked. Up. I, I think I could cut. I, I, I'm old and slow, but I feel like you may be able to get one really good play out of me, man. I'm jacked up. Like yeah, this we got one. We get one out of you. <laughs> this conversation, honestly, I see a different side, and now I know. You know, I'm. I, I became an Indiana fan today. I, I I hope you have a ton of success and continue to have great success. And you know, I'm cheering for you. I've, I'm sure Demo and Corey feel the same way and and um, if you need any help down here in Florida, you know, you can give me a jingle, man. I, I'd love to help you guys get some players up there and uh, up to Bloomington. Well, Fish, I appreciate that. Appreciate you saying that. But yeah, this is who I am. This is what I, you know, as I am every single day and our kids know it. And, and uh, I don't have to fake it because it's, it's from my heart. And I, I do. I love this place and I, and I love these kids. And I feel like this is what I was called to do. And to be able to do it in my home state and the place I was born and raised in is pretty stinking special. So I'm excited. And I just really uh, want to just keep building this thing day by day and step by step. Thank you, coach. It's cold Thanks. being real. It's cold being real. You know, good luck and continued success in Indiana. Thanks, coach. I appreciate you too. Corey, appreciate I, I you. Wish you all the luck, coach. I don't know if I can make a play. I'll probably pull my hamstrings in the warm up. <laughs> I, will, I will wave the heck out of a towel on the sideline. All right. Thank you do that. Hey, and coach. Thank you so much for really representing the coaching community the way yeah. you do. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you and, and the journey that you've taken. So thank you so much for your time. Co Coach, Allen. You Coach Allen, one last thing we have all our guests do. How do how do people follow you and your program uh, through social media? At Coach Allen IU is my Twitter, and that's what I'm on nonstop. My wife says I live on my phone, and she's right. So that's where the recruits live, so that's where I got to live. So. <laughs> that's right. Coach Allen IU. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. You're welcome anytime. I, I think we could have spoke for like two hours today. I don't want to keep you away. I'm sure I'll see you at some of these, uh, more of these satellite camps. And I really appreciate you coming on. You're very welcome, man. Have an awesome day. Go you, Elio. Thank you very much, Coach Thanks. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers 
Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyIn.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.